0: Hello and welcome to On Mission, a podcast from the Catholic Apostolate Center. My name is Chris Pierno, and I'm joined on the podcast today by Father Frank Donio and Kate Fowler. We'll be discussing Extemporaneous Prayer. So, full disclosure, uh, we go through a process where we come up with topics for our podcasts. And sometimes it can be arduous. Sometimes we run out of ideas. Sometimes we, you know, we have, you know, they kind of disappear. This one I, I, I suggested. So I'm going to kind of, I will lead us through this process. Um, and I will start with a story about. So if you don't want to hear this story, please stop listening. But if you want to hear this, OK, here's the story. Uh, Thanksgiving, right? That's the time of year where I feel like prayer comes up nine times out of ten when you least expect it. And, you know, it's just <laughs> when you're gathered around the table with family, they're just somewhat, you know, someone's just like you kind of just wait and you're waiting for somebody to to say something so and and I, and I, i do think a lot of people whether this is something you do all the time or never um thanksgiving tends to be this time where somebody wants to pray somebody wants to bless the food thank the cook and and before we start to eat and growing up that was certainly the case for me at our thanksgiving table um you know i was grew up in a catholic family faith-filled family we we you know um but prayer at meals it was an on and off thing and certainly but 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 when whenever we were together with the extended family on a holiday there was always we can't eat until someone does the blessing you know and um <laughs> <laughs> Christmas wow. vibes.
1: yeah yeah but um
0: but so, and and as I, you know, especially after I would come home from college for Thanksgiving, you know, um, my aunts would be like, you know, oh, he's a knight of Columbus, he should lead the prayer, or <laughs> he's the oldest, lead the prayer. And I was always, I was always like, I don't want to do this. Like, don't look at me. I, I don't. And and for a while, I was just all right. Let me just go through the motions and do the normal, you know, grace before meal prayer. And then, you know, it started. I don't know one one Thanksgiving I just decided to kind of go off script and you know, um, you know, and, and you get you know heavenly Father we like to ask for your blessing you know et cetera et cetera and like people were astonished they was like <laughs> wow that was what was that <laughs> It was like and then immediately people were like whoa are you becoming a priest what is going on like <laughs> oh wow it's a bit funny how they I, they just
1: jump right for that mm. well
0: I mean it, you know I guess it was I. I,
1: I don't know it's it's, but, it's well, oh, hanging around with all those people who eventually became priests no
0: well, it's well pretty Columbus. much <laughs> I, pretty much i would have to say you get you start to get comfortable around those things you start to pick up you know certain aspects of how do you start something like this and um i thought that a lot of folks listening might be in the same place you, you kind of go for the basics and and you sort of wonder, well, you know, there's more things I want to say. There's more mm-hmm. things I want to give thanks for. I want God to come, the Holy Spirit to come down and bless bless us in this particular way and ask for the intercession of, of in this particular thing. And um, I think, you know, there, there's got to be a form or something to make sure you're certain somewhat doing it right am i wrong in this or maybe you know maybe there is no form father what do you what do you <laughs> well like i mean kate what do you what do you think
2: i me? just think people hear like oh can you lead us in prayer and they <laughs> cringe you know yeah. oh, like it's runaway, terrifying crickets what do i say um and especially i find in catholic circles you know it's just like oh my goodness what what am i supposed to say like no one's like volunteering you know, with arms open wide to do that, like you're saying at Thanksgiving, everyone's like, okay, who's going to do this? So I think that, you know, I think people overthink it. First of all, it doesn't have to be anything super fancy, super deep, doesn't have to be 30 minutes long. I think what, you know, some basic ingredients of an extemporaneous prayer could include Um, You know, first of all, who are we addressing? God. So, you know, Heavenly Father or Jesus or Holy Spirit, you know, maybe addressing one of the members of the Trinity, starting off with that and, you know, just maybe including praise or Thanksgiving or a petition, you know, whatever is the purpose, obviously, of the prayer is what, you know, is going to guide that content but it really i think i think what matters most is that we're just having this like authentic conversation with god we're not praying at him we're praying to him and having a conversation so it's not like you know it it should just be personal and authentic and honest and i think that that is what people can kind of um can 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 understand and and be part of too is just that authentic dialogue with god rather than this kind of preachy churchy 30 minute long sermon showing how holy mm-hmm. you are just saying you know this is how i talk to god and maybe that will inspire somebody to talk to him more deeply or authentically as well
1: and some people will will do that extemporaneous prayer and then conclude it with an old oh, yes. father, popular. a Hail Mary, a Glory Be, you know, yeah. kind of the the traditional Catholic triumvirate of prayers, right? And one or another of those, and uh, often I, I've seen people kind of wrap it up with with you know through through the intercession of the Blessed Mother, let's pray, you know, and then they they pray the Hail Mary, and I think that that's also a Catholic uh you because that's that's it's still extemporaneous prayer it was not a you know this is in the sense of yes this is a for, a prayer formula um very scripturally based uh in terms of the our father and the hail mary and i think that uh as well as the gloria but i think that when you when you do this it's sometimes i think some catholics get a little awkward because especially if they have friends who are um, evangelical or Pentecostal, um, or from one of the the Protestant traditions that pray that they do a lot of praying extemporaneously? I don't, you know. Then they they say, "Oh, I don't want to be seen as somebody like that." Sometimes, when I do think that 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 just what Kate was saying that kind of conversation. Just to be able to say this is this is what I'm I'm bringing to the to this moment of of prayer, and they're moved just like you were, Chris. You know, moved by the Holy Spirit, really, to say, "Okay, I, I'm going to do this." And and you saw the re- the the reaction it wasn't for a reaction. It was like, "No, this is honestly what I want to right. do."
0: Yeah, I, I I agree. It's just you. I think, Kate, yeah, you just, you, this is the conversation, the idea of, and I think sometimes folks forget that it's the idea of the conversation. And by leading that prayer, you're sort of speaking, you know, on behalf of everybody, which is an interesting way to think about it. And, and, uh, and, and to open it up, you know, I, I, yeah, I think you're right. It's just a very interesting and people sometimes are not prepared for that. And, and, I think sometimes it can be a very evangelical, I don't want to say evangelical, but an evangelizing way to show that faith, showing your faith is not scary.
2: Mm -hmm. And I think too, the more you practice extemporaneous prayer, the better you get at it. I think it really is something that just becomes more natural and that you become more comfortable with the more you do it. Um, So I would also just recommend that, you know, you can practice and it's okay. And, you know, there's no like wrong way really to pray if you're doing it with sincerity and you can grow in that too. And, and, and leading other people in, in that as well.
1: There are some people who get, who will get a little annoyed, you know, uh, that they, they want the certain traditional Catholic prayers. And, and so it's, it, it also is gauging who, who one is together with. And and how that will be received, um, because we don't want to hijack prayer either. So it's it's a, it's a kind of a balancing act. Um, and and also there's a a communal aspect to it. So for example, with with the uh, the blessing uh, of food, oftentimes I'll I may say something extemporaneous, and then conclude with. Bless us, O Lord, in these I guess, and so forth. That that then brings the whole group together, um, in something that's common to them, and and it becomes a, a an even greater communal prayer. It's not about me praying alone, but there may be things I want to name in that prayer, and it's and I, and I think it's not just true for priests or religious. I mean, at, you know, to your point, I think it happens. It happens more and more. I see it often um, among people, you know, doing extemporaneous prayer. But I think at the same time that some of these traditional Catholic prayers, which more and more people have been retrieving and using, also have a a beauty to them, and there are ways of incorporating them in as as part of the extemporaneous prayer, as I mentioned earlier. I, I think that's that's something that's um, one of the neat things about that kind of prayer in a Catholic con in a Catholic context,
2: yes, and it's not a performance, you know. No, it's again just this authentic conversation with God, and you can invite, as you were saying, Father, others in maybe in the sharing of like petitions, for example, mm-hmm. or just other thing intentions that are on people's hearts. It, it, you can, you know, there's flexibility in. Extemporaneous prayer, and that's also what's so beautiful about it.
1: Well, when when we ask people, you know, what what they're, what they would like to, who they would like, are there people they would like us to pray for, or 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 to give those kinds of petitions? It's amazing sometimes some of the things that get said, you know, to the whole group that that you might be surprised that that people would 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 say, and I I've seen that. In so many different contexts, when you just open that up, um, outside of a outside of mass, for example, and and it's just part of the prayer, you know, any, any people we should bring, you know, bring to prayer, because that's a form of extemporaneous prayer when we're saying you know, asking that kind of question.
0: When you were talking about that, I don't want to say the differences, right, or the different forms of of prayer, um. And we've talked a lot about bringing in some of the more traditional um you know ele- i will call them elementary school prayers that we assume everybody knows things associated with the the praying the rosary um I guess you know where where did when when did someone decide like it was okay to do this and I feel like um going back to my thanksgiving um uh, Example, uh, you know, oh, well, some of the elderly folk there were probably a little more scandalized that I decided to go off script. And um, do you think there's generally been kind of a a shift in in folks wanting to have more of that conversational and being more comfortable with that idea as opposed to the, you know, let me recite? Mm
1: hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think that's that's very true. I think the the prayer formulas have have been there. Um, of course, the early church, you know, it was it was much more extemporaneous in terms of the the praying that that occurred. But then we 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 created these prayer formulas. Also, there there was a I think a concern around making sure that things are theologically correct. And yeah. And you know that that we're not saying something in that prayer that is not is is proper and orthodox, and so yeah, forth.
0: no, that's part of my um, hesitation yeah. to go that route. Is yes. you know, to, to just fall back on the comfortability because you know that it's right, and there's nothing wrong, and everything you're gonna say is mm-hmm. you know um, proper and theologically sound.
1: Yes, I, I think where it has developed in more recent years, and by recent, I mean the last uh, 50, 60, 70, you know, or so years, is, uh, is the charismatic movement. And this, this has permeated more than just the charismatic movement. As as that developed in the nineteen, particularly in the nineteen sixties, seventies, and into the eighties, you started to see more extemporaneous prayer outside of charismatic prayer meetings that that would be occurring within the Catholic community. And and I and the, rem, the I won't say the remnants, but the because the charismatic movement still exists. It's just that it's developed, it's it's shifted over time. One of the one of the places where you still see some of this is within, you know, for example, the, you know, the praise and worship music and the and connecting that to adoration and and so forth. And there's, you know, people people will get together and they'll pray and and they'll they'll say what's coming from their heart and a movement of the Holy Spirit
0: you made an interesting connection that I wanted to bring up uh, is the connection, the shift in music um, that you hear perhaps at church at mass. And, you know, um, you can always tell like a more modern song, you know, pym versus something that was written by someone who's long since dead, you know, (laughs) back or something that has been derived from our Anglican brothers and things, you know, right. And, and, there is you can see that there is a sort of shift in that music too um to be more conversational and just you know flowing and um not as i don't want to use the word rigid but you know just even the tones used in the actual in the not the not just the verses but the the musical notes themselves are um have lent themselves to a more of a conversation and uh i think the the prayer sort of well, music is a form of prayer, you know, uh, and and mm-hmm. especially in the context of church. Um, and I think that this extemporaneous idea, the idea of having the conversation, inviting folks to be a part of it, um, just connects with that.
1: Yeah, I think that's a that's a great insight because some of the some of the the way that 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 mu- that particular type of sacred music is composed. It's, it, it's trying to speak to a, the way in which people speak there, and, and to be able to, to the author, the, the composers of those are, are trying to, and from what I've certainly seen, as you noted, that they're trying to, um, to pray in a particular way certainly not to say that the other that other types of sacred music that are more formal that take on a more what we would now call a more classical style um or gregorian chant for example um it, it, those are uh have a, a particular way in which in which prayer is done that is a, is a, it's a more formal way uh certainly and and I think there's room for both
2: So I think for anyone wanting to learn just more about how to pray extemporaneously, it's important, too, to just talk about what are some of the basic types of prayers. And the USCCB has a great great, um, page on their website called Prayers and Devotions, and it lists just some of these formal prayer types that we've been discussing, either, you know, like the rosary that many Catholics are familiar with, or eucharistic adoration and devotion. Um, it also discusses lectio divina and and praying with sacred scripture. Um, but when we talk about prayer, there we usually the Catechism divides prayer into five mm-hmm. forms, um, and those forms are adoration and worship is considered one, petition, intercession, thanksgiving, and praise, and so. Anytime we're approaching prayer, usually our prayer falls into one of those categories. I think one that most of us are familiar with is petition. Like, uh, I know a lot. A lot of my prayers are just help, constantly asking for things, <laughs> help, and I need stuff, <laughs> and I I need a lot of help. Um, but some that I think we often overlook are. I think the main ones that we're very comfortable with are probably petition and intercession i think some that we may kind of gloss over from time are maybe thanksgiving um, and praise specifically and praise is just acknowledging god for for what and who he is um, in the catechism it says that praise lauds god for his own sake and gives him glory quite beyond what he does but simply because he is and i think that in extemporaneous prayer maybe that and and in these like praise and worship settings that you're just talking about too chris i think that praise comes out a little bit more naturally and more easily um but what i love about that is that there's kind of no agenda we're just acknowledging god for his amazing awesomeness and i don't think we do that enough and so what's nice is that regardless of if we're praying extemporaneously or in private or using some of these more formal devotions that we're used to it's it's a great place to start would be to consider these different forms of prayer and where our prayer is falling in, and maybe are there areas in our prayer life where we can grow? You know, can we spend more time praying for others? Can we spend more time in thanksgiving and praise? Um, so I would I would recommend thinking about that too as you think about your prayer life and also just praying extemporaneously.
1: I, I I think they can come in in a variety of forms. I one of the things I was thinking, especially when we're talking about Prayer of intercession, and I, how often I would find somebody um, in a conversation when I was at Saint Jude Shrine. In a conversation with Saint Jude, they might say the traditional novena prayer that was that was there, but they would be kneeling before the statue of Saint Jude, and they would be in this in this speaking out what their concerns were and what they're saying. That's a form of extemporaneous prayer. This is asking, I, I'm I'm asking the intercession of the saint, and and to um, to you know I'm asking the saint to intercede for me with with Christ, and so that is a form. I don't think we stop and think about that. That that that's a form of extemporaneous prayer, um, because it's it's a, it's that conversation that is in that that's that sacred moment.
0: So. Another thing I was contemplating was not to say when is it appropriate to pray, but it's always appropriate, but, you know, some of the times where I, that I can think of where this form of extemporaneous prayer comes into play is, you know, perhaps when, um, we're at the beginning of, of a meeting or the end of a meeting, oftentimes you see that, especially in faith organizations, um, catholic organizations you know certainly always starting with a prayer ending with a prayer you see it at perhaps the the start to a sporting sporting event the team may get together um and and say a prayer um certainly at meals the gatherings of family or friends um the the, the, the idea of uh, or the the even the the more the bigger uh venues of you know um you know a big conference or a sporting you know stadium or um a banquet you know a dinner um award session and all all, those are all of the times that i think of when you know the idea of extemporaneous prayer comes up and it's so interesting to see an extemporaneous in the sense that okay maybe some of them have pre-written some things you know especially when it's a more formal event but at the end of the day it's not necessarily going back to one of those elementary school prayers um you know i guess there's it's nice it's interesting to kind of bring the context into that and how um there is a, always an appropriate place for it um it's just a matter of doing it um are there any other areas that we think of you know when it might be um appropriate to do something like that
1: i think one of the one of the moments where where it's it is appropriate is when especially around which we talked about earlier, especially around different prayers of petition, you know asking people are there things that they would like to to pray for and and that uh, that that can uh, evoke uh, an, an important moment. Uh, I think there's also opportunities of having of doing extemporaneous prayer when when you have uh, a a group of people together uh, who uh, are you know have a, a bond with one another, and I found that that uh, that does it it can go go far because it can it can be a little bit deeper in terms of the the, the experience of of prayer and that. I think is it can be very, very fruitful.
0: But another, yeah, and another area that just struck me too was around grief. Yes. you know, and, and mm-hmm. I feel like fo- you know, many folks often turn to prayer in times of grief. And you, you mentioned, of course, at St. Jude with you know Kate, hopeless cases, but these idea of you know perhaps someone is sick or someone has passed, and the only thing, the only way to express yourself, you know, and get some of your 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 grief or feelings out is through prayer and oftentimes how many of us have been in that situation where either you have made the invitation would you like to pray you know would you like or or someone has asked you to to participate in Mm -hmm. praying for perhaps the someone who just passed to for someone that you know is sick and in distress um those are definitely times where that
1: comes into play there have been a number of times where I've been around a, a hospital bed or in a nursing home or at a home where someone's dying and the and family members are gathered around and they'll they're, they're, the, the invitation gets made it might be in a more formal type of, of prayer of the sacrament of anointing the sick and viaticum and so forth. but then if that if it's opened up, it's there're some beautiful things that prayers that get said by those who are gathered in that moment and uh and are truly profound in their in the depth of their the spirituality. And it also helps then people to assist their loved one in in moving to that next point of life then the 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 other side of life.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. In my personal experience as well, we I, I host a weekly women's um, group of reflection, and we begin and end our time together with extemporaneous prayer and also um, sharing of petitions. And just thinking back to to various moments throughout my life, um, I have just a certain group of friends that are very comfortable with praying extemporaneously. And anytime someone was discerning something or maybe feeling a little bit down, needed just some like affirmation or some building up and encouragement, they would not hesitate to just kind of pray over one another and really speak into certain truths of, you know, our identity as beloved sons and daughters of God. And um, it was really beautiful to just have friends that were so comfortable in that because I had not experienced that growing up. Again, I think like a lot of us may not be super comfortable with extemporaneous prayer, but to have friends um, and community members that are, and to just say, "Can I pray with you? Um, do you need prayer?" I think that that is a beautiful ministry too, and can can really, you know, encourage someone along the way and strengthen them on their journey. So.
0: Well, thank you, Kate and Father, for an engaging conversation about prayer, extemporaneous prayer. Um, you know, I, I, I've, I found it very fruitful and I hope that our listeners uh, also um, found it fruitful and maybe encourage you to find the appropriate time for you to participate in this extemporaneous prayer and certainly encourage everyone to find time um, to pray extemporaneously or not uh in their daily lives and we have tons of resources on our website uh, about prayer about uh, you know, having a prayer life um and i encourage you to go uh, go to our website and find our resources on that we've also got probably several episodes of our of our on mission podcast that relate in some way shape or form to prayer um, and I would encourage you to scroll back through our, uh, our history there and, and find ones that interest you. This wraps up another episode of On Mission from the Catholic Apostolate Center. Be sure to like, review, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can find this feed and all of our center podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, or on our special podcast website, Catholic Apostolate center Podcast.com.